Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister. Beatrice has some big news. Beatrice, your big news is... I now have a sty just like the one you had. <laughs> well, that is one piece of big news, both figuratively and literally. I blame you. Although it actually doesn't look as big now. That's only because I actually did what I was recommending to you to do the entire two weeks you had the sty. When I kept saying to you, you know what you should do, Rosemary? You should get pink eyeshadow and pink up the other eye. That's exactly what I did today. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Good. Well, better. Less bad. I've been hot compressing all day and I have been agonizing and going like I just wasn't sympathetic enough but like I was sympathetic there's nothing you could do but like it's so it's so hard to concentrate when you just have this pain in your eye I know and it's itchy and then every time you like you have these moments where you forget and you scratch it and it's agony well I accidentally I went to do a hot compress and I dipped the whatever I'm using my napkins right I dipped a napkin into the hot water put it on my eye and like honestly thought I had burned my eyelid off myself I nearly passed out with the pain of it I have to say now I know it's not a competition yours is not as bad as mine was because oh. it does not look like a foreskin yet <laughs> it's not as bad <laughs> as yours also though I went to the hairdresser today and when she put the hair dye in my hair sorry sorry anybody who's listening my hair is dyed right like there are bits <laughs> bits of dye I know you thought this was all natural <laughs> it's dyed when she put the hair dye in my eye my sore eye started to burn sorry, sorry the way you said that you said when she put the hair dye in my eye when she put oh, the hair no. dye in comma, comma my eye started to burn <laughs> started to burn so badly and I was like oh I literally was doing this like you know or not you know that really bad I also have very bad twitches in my eyes which allegedly are due to stress I mean not allegedly or say why are you stress. saying allegedly like you don't believe in stress like mom no no I believe in stress but I also feel like when I'm at when I'm like I'm so relaxed uh, I still have these twitches, but like really bad visible twitches, not just like I used to have twitches where I'd have a twitch every, you know. Yeah, and nobody could see it. Yeah, and nobody would see it. It would be like every kind of 20 minutes. And now the twitches and people go, oh, yeah, what's going on with your eye? I'm like, it's just fucking twitching. But anyway, that's maybe that's what happens. Warning to anybody who has plans to have four boys. This is what this is what you get. A, a visibly twitching eye. I mean, listen, if that's the worst thing I get, I suppose not that bad. 
But anyway, right now the sty is absolute agony. I don't know why I'm pointing at it because you can clearly see it. You can clearly see it. But oh, I actually wasn't sure which eye it was now because of the pink. I should have. Shut up. But I look great because I got my hair did and that always makes you look good as my... And you're wearing a nice dress. Oh, it's very unflattering, but it is very nice. It's like a printed quilt. It's so cute. It is very nice. Anyway, back to the eye. So anyway, she put the hair dye in my hair and I honestly, I was like some kind of... I was like, this left eye was not just twitching, but was also like being burnt by the whatever chemicals. I, I honestly felt like an absolute weirdo in the hairdressers. You should have just started screaming. Ah, my eye! <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't have finished my hair. She did a lovely job. She, Mallory, the warehouse salon. Lovely job. Life lessons from Beatrice McCabe. Even if you feel like your eyes being burnt oh. at the hairdresser, just, just sit there, just keep going. Rosemary, if you've any idea how long it took me to get this appointment and how, like, this is like gold dust. Getting an appointment Beatrice. with Mallory is like gold dust. Beatrice, yeah. I do have an idea how long it took you to get this appointment because I've been privy to every single text that has gone unanswered. Your attempts to get a hold of Mallory, I've been, I've been here for it. Do you know what I'm she aware. said? Do you know what she said while I was getting my hair done? She goes, she goes, good job reminding me. She goes, I had another client who isn't as quick to remind me as you are that she needs her hair touch up. She goes, so I would just say like, harass me. You're doing a good job. Continue to harass me. And I was like, I feel like this is slightly passive aggressive. That was a bit backhanded. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a really good job of being a desperate loser. Keep yeah. it up. <laughs> Sorry, speaking of like insulting things that, although mine possibly was meant to be insulting, I told you, didn't I? So I now have a 100% success rate on Poshmark because I've sold the two things that I listed on Poshmark. Two pairs of sunglasses. And I got my first review. Three out of five stars. What did it say? I'll actually read it to you. Word for word, because I read last night while I was brushing my teeth and came in to go, I'm not in the level of that perfect crap. It's so sexy. It's so sexy. Sorry. I mean, Beatrice. You know what? Any oh God, mystique between yourself and Brandon in the bedroom is now lost. Brandon's like trying to, he wants his friends to think like that his bedroom is a boudoir. Does he care? No. He would just want it to be like something out of Lord of the Rings. A hobbit hole. Really hairy feet. <laughs> Success! Your feet are hairy. Oh, only my toes really annoys me. Rating, three out of five. Comments. Glasses are very stretched out. I will have to take them to be fixed. Is it my fault that my head is wider than the average? How about these Ray-Bans are very narrow? No, how about <laughs> why do Ray-Bans only make one width? It should be more like Ray-Ban, just like shoes where you have a regular size and a size wide, or you have trousers, you have like a regular size and a size long or a petite. I have a massive head in Target the other day. I tried on every summer hat and nothing Oh, you'd have went... to find them in the men's section, Beatrice. Oh, Rosemary, even in the men's section... American men clearly have tiny heads. Anyway, what I was going to say was, I think if you buy your Ray-Bans in an optometrist, they will actually widen the Oh yeah, they will. The same way they would do if you buy glasses there anyway. Anyway, sorry, your sty is not your big news. My Poshmark might be my big news, but your big news is... I don't have a job. You're writing a book. 
Rosemary, don't commit me to things. I'm only two days into it. And I started Two days this in and you've written how many words? Rosemary, stop annoying me. 4,800. Do you remember I did this before though? And I was like, I inundated you with texts about the book I was writing. I'm prompting. I do remember week. you did this before. And a week I would later. I like to point a few things out. And a week later, you were like, how's the book coming? And I was like, oh, I'd forgotten I was writing that. <laughs> I would like to point a few things okay, out. Okay, go ahead. I have spent my entire life dreaming of writing a book. Have I actually been sitting doing the writing? Mostly no. But I've been dreaming of writing a book. That's been my life's ambition. And my book is actually coming out, Beatrice. This I'm may surprise so you may have excited. forgotten. I'm so excited for you. I'm so Thanks. excited for you, Rosemary. But it's taken how long? From the beginning of writing this to actual publication. Five years or something. Okay. So you needn't worry. My book's not going to be published till 2024. The fact that you're even calling it my book is I mean eight, twenty twenty. Beatrice, <laughs> my book is out in less. My first book, my only book, my, my book baby is out in three weeks. Okay. And you have chosen now. Yes. Right now to be like, I'm writing a book. If Emily Henry can do it. Well, Rosemary, it was more Maeve Bin, she inspired me, actually, and Cecilia O'Hearn. But I was honestly, I'm like, I'm at home. I've been watching Hoarders. I stopped watching, like, you know, when I was employed, gainfully employed, I watched all kinds of police procedurals and all kinds of serious things. Now that I'm not employed, I can't face any of those things. I can't focus Mm. on them. I can't, like, deal with them. I can't deal with the additional stress of them. All I need are rom-coms. Tell it. I started. I started watching season two of Sweet Magnolias. That is like four years old. That I've. I can't believe you hadn't watched season two already. We loved season one. Yeah, but I had no interest. I was really like, oh, I'm a serious business person. Now I'm like, I you just... were a pain in the hole there for a while. You're right. What? Yeah, when you're reading all those business books, you were mad annoying. Well, that's my next book. <laughs> that's my next book, a business book, but. It's not going to be like. It's going to be more all the things you didn't know about business. Do you know what I mean? All the things that like somebody should have told you because I feel like every business book is like here's a professional way to deal with somebody here's how you could talk to somebody and like what I want to hear is listen this person's never going to change you can either manipulate them quit or accept that like you have a bigger agenda in terms of what you're trying to get out of this job and you just have to suck it up and put up with them because like so much of like actually even recently a friend of mine was like oh this person's a real it's really difficult and I'm going to go to our manager and I was like do not do not I've literally never seen that be successful. Yeah, neither you know, have I. Do not go and complain about them. Figure out how you are going to work around them. You have to get cunning. So like, that's yeah. the book that I want yeah. to write. I've only ever seen that end with, and the person is no longer with you. Not Precis- the bad manager, oh, the no. other person. No, the other person, the complainer. Because yeah. like, nobody wants to deal with that. A friend of mine was actually just talking about how they had had some kind of inter-office meeting or something. And a few people, this is like a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and a few people vocalized their disagreement with whatever direction the management was taking. And like the first person said, oh, I have an issue with this. And then somebody else wrote in and said, actually, I've been thinking about that too. And somebody else said, yeah, do you not think blah, blah, blah. And now I think it's three months later, not a single one of the five people who spoke up in that meeting is still at the company. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm not saying that's every company. And that's probably not even... Like, if you were to ask why each individual got let go, it's probably, well, mm-hmm. this person, this, but like, there's a certain, you know, you have to go get along, go along to get yeah. along. Is that it, right? Yeah. I mean, to an extent, you know, to an extent, like there are certain things that like, you just shouldn't be quiet about, but like, I don't yes. like this person. Yeah. I mean, and also like, you shouldn't because you sh- it shouldn't rest easy on your conscience to be quiet about certain things, you know? No, but I mean, I'm trying to think because I went to HR in a job to basically say that I felt like this person was <sighs> harassing me is not the right word, but kind of like belittling me, 
you know, had an issue with me, was making like unfair and derogatory comments, had made a particularly gross comment that I think I talked about before. I say bullying you, right? Like I think we, it's hard, like bullying is such a hard thing to quantify, but like if somebody is making you feel less than and, you know, humiliating you, that is bullying, right? Yeah, I mean, in, in, in hindsight, I feel like this person was basically trying to take me down a peg or two, which I have to say Beatrice, is a through line that several people have attempted in my life. And <laughs> I try every day, Rosemary. <laughs> I don't want to think about what that says about me, but I went to HR and there was this particular incident where I got a, remember, I think I've told you this before. I think I've said this on the podcast. I got a delivery from, was it from Durex or from, uh, what's that lube brand? Anyway. Oh my God. Or no, sorry, it wasn't even a lube brand. It was Vaseline. Oh my God, I, I love Vaseline. Vaseline. I know you do. I got a delivery of lip balms from Vaseline. And this particular person shouted across the office, there you go, Rosemary, go get lubed up. And it was just so I mean, Honestly, that says more, about them. It says more about them than you, you know, but at the time, I'm sure you were mortified. I was mortified and I was horrified. And when I said it to HR, I was like, oh my God, they're going to be, the shit is going to hit the fan now when they hear about this. And they literally were like, hmm. Well, we can sit you both down in, um, in a room and mediate a conversation about it. And I was yeah. like, a conversation about what? Me going like, why'd you say that to me? No, but also like, I think what's so unfair about that is that it puts the onus on you. Like, it's not your problem. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't like, and I've had that before where people have said like, oh, you just don't like so-and-so. It's like, I don't like how so-and-so's misogyny is accepted in the workplace. I don't yeah. like how so-and-so's nicknaming of women is is considered to be tolerable. I don't like how so-and-so gets to shout people down. I don't know so-and-so. They're not my yeah. friend. Yeah. And like, I don't, okay, do I dislike them? Yes, based on how they have behaved. But like, my likes or dislikes are irrelevant to this conversation. Well, I, I'm sorry, I was just about to say like, above and beyond anything else, like, I don't care about this person mm. enough to, like, my, like you're acting like I'm actively disliking yeah. that person and I go home and I think about them. And oh, I well, talk, I do, like, I did, I did think about this person, but more from but a... more their behavior at work, like... It was more that, they, well, I mean, yeah, that was the only, you know, context that I had, but this person was a man, right? And I was going, if this was a woman, because I've seen it so often, if this was a woman, this woman would be told this is not acceptable, oh. this woman would be handled out of the business, like... And that's, you know, I'm not speaking about a specific workplace, but like I've seen, you know. No, I would say a large proportion of workplaces, that is the truth, because like women who are women who make people feel bad about themselves are considered like bitchy and catty. But I mean, the thing is, they are bitchy and they are catty, but so are the men. Oh, well, I was just about to say, but when men do it, the people that they make feel bad about themselves are considered sensitive and like overly woke and kind of snowflakey, like in a way that doesn't happen when it's women, I don't think. No, I agree. And I think it was more about like when, when this, you know, this, I mean, it's not, I mean, not even one, I'm talking like it's one particular individual, but it's more like, at what point does it become enough? You know, how many complaints do you need? I mean, I think Mm. it's very, 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 subjective like that's the whole problem like there's that is the problem yeah it's not a law like where oh you drove on the wrong side of the road you're getting arrested it's like well what contribution does this what contribution not does this person make do we believe this person makes how good of a you know how good is this person at managing up etc etc sorry in my example i felt like it wasn't even remotely subjective like to shout at somebody in an office 
go get lubed up, I feel like you should get fired on the spot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To shout oh. to like a junior woman in, yeah, in on, your department. On the G spot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Because I was actually watching, there was a clip that Laura Bates shared on her Instagram today about, so why she had started, you know, the, the Everyday Sexism Project. Have you read any of her books? No. See, I feel like there's two types of people in the world. There's people who spent a period of their lives being very active and involved on Twitter. And so there are certain things that were almost like got really big on Twitter and you kind of fed into through Twitter. You know what I mean? And then there are other people who had lives like you and didn't. But Laura Bates, I feel like Everyday Sexism, I was very aware of her through Twitter. And then I read the book and then I read her next book. But she was talking about the week that she decided to kind of start the Everyday Sexism project. And she was like three different incidents had happened where she had been groped on a bus. She had been followed home. And the third one was that she had been catcalled by some men unloading scaffolding from a truck or something. And she said at the end of the week, she kind of went, God, that's a lot of incidents for one week for one person. And she started talking to other people in her life and going, you know, have you ever had an experience like this or anything like blah, blah, blah. And she said that everybody, and she thought that she would kind of find, you know, every other person might've had something, but she was like every single woman she spoke to had something and had many things, you know what I mean? And it was just really interesting when she kind of went, I never realized the scope of the problem because we all normalize it so much. Yeah. But you know, I, I think I, again, I think I talked about this already on the podcast and apologies, like if we're literally retreading, treaded upon ground, but what was interesting to me and what is what remains interesting to me is how people, how like some people are so busy acknowledging their privilege and acknowledging the mistakes they make. And, you know, they're not actually the problem. Like those mm, people mm. are not actually the people that we need to change or make change, you know? No, you're and, right. And in fact, like I was at a couple of companies ago, I was at a offsite, whatever you call it, like at a group, you know, and we had a, we had a training about unconscious bias. And, and at the end of the thing that the trainer said, you know, does anybody here recognize any of this behavior in themselves? And I would say like, I was not working at the most progressive place. I mean, no company is the most progressive, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, mm-hmm. as we see like Google, Facebook, any of them, Uber, all these places that are like super high tech that we're all there are supposed to be super modern. Like they, everybody has their own problems. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like Dostoevsky said, right? Every family is unhappy in its own way, right? But at the same time, these are the places that we expect to be. I know, Jesus I know. Jesus Christ. I know, I'm pretty sure I quoted that as well before. <laughs> but like all of these things, you know, we, we expect these younger generations like us. But the minute money gets involved, the minute promotions are involved yeah any of these things are involved like how quickly we are how quick we are to kind of put aside our values and and trade them in or like not you know it's not even like a super it's not even a conscious decision it's just more like okay I'm in this system and I have to kind of do these things or like I might protest but like what's a big mm-hmm. enough protest like are you winning if you quit out you know in protest and then the place is even less progressive than you know it was what? I was actually just talking to somebody about that as well last week or the week yeah. before and a different friend of mine is at a company and is having like all these different issues and was kind of going oh, you know I feel like a certain group is being discriminated against or whatever and I was like and they were talking about basically should they kind of try and make a stand and I was like well, what's going to happen is you're all going to be let go and then 
or like you, like you will be let go and the next person will be let go in a couple of months and the next yeah. person will be kind of sidelined out. And then that company will be even less diverse because the group of people in this, in this particular, and, and, and like, I'm not saying that you should put up with discrimination for the sake of remaining in a job, but I'm also going who, who, like to yeah. whom, if not, is there you, an advantage if you but, were unemployed and broke? But not even that, if not you, then who, if you're not there to like make the wave, there won't even be a wave. It's actually funny yeah. because a friend of mine recently, um, so in America, like there's a thing called an Amber Alert where like if somebody goes missing, old, young, you know, like we get things about like, oh, um, you know, endangered individual aged 82 or whatever. Yes. I would like to say I just listened to an episode of, I think it was on Crime Junkie where they were talking about the origins of the Amber Alert. And mm-hmm. it's because a little girl named Amber, whose surname I've forgotten, was in like a parking lot doing wheelies with her brother on their bike and he went home and and her mom was like oh go back and get your sister and he went back and it took six minutes and she was gone and her body was then found of course three days later but but her murderer was never found and basically because there was no coordinated search effort in the community her mother campaigned and campaigned and campaigned for a change to the laws and to how it all works and that's where the amber alert was uh invented or like that's where it originated that's where i know It's desperate, right? So now, like, if, um, you know, we would get, I would get an alert on my phone that says, like, mm-hmm. Amber Alert, and it goes beep, 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 like, really loud. It's very and it goes, Yeah, it's quite, it's quite, especially in the middle of the night, right? And it, it's similar especially to... if you're driving. Well, it's similar to, like, a tornado alert. You get, like, yeah. beep, 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 you know, tornado yeah. watch, tornado warning, whatever. You get beep, 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 Amber Alert. And Amber Alert is not just for missing kids. I thought it was for missing kids at the beginning. But it, you might also get, like, 82-year-old, uh, disoriented mm-hmm. man. Vulnerable. Um, yes, vulnerable, wearing XYZ, uh, last seen in the area of blah, 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 and mm-hmm. you're supposed to, you know, or, um, you know, somebody went missing, is suspected of being with, you know, this adult, yeah. and blah, 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 this is the car to look out for, et cetera. So anyway, and what I find interesting, and I've said this to Don, like, is that, so we have multiple fo- phones in the house right now, like my phone, Don's phone, and Nash now has a phone since Christmas, right? And the Amber Alerts will go off just like the tornado warnings. And they'll go off on some phones, but not on the others. And all of our alerts oh. are enabled, right? So like, I think that's really weird. So that is like, weird. mine might go beep, 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 Amber Alert. And Don's, Don always gets all the Amber Alerts because obviously they're like, this guy is a serious lookout. Because like he is, he's like, he's, he's, He's ready to jump in his car and go and Amber Alert rescue anybody, right? And this one maybe is at work, so she's not going to get so many Amber Alerts. No, I'm, I'm only joking. But we, I don't understand why we get so many Yeah, why, yeah. So, so my friend who, who was at work the other day, she said, my friend who's at work the other day, they said that they had we had been discussing the same thing, that not everybody gets the same Amber Alerts, et cetera. And they had commented that, on this particular day, they were in a meeting with, you know, everybody in the company, kind of a ton of people, all the higher ups, etc. And everybody's phone at the same time beeped multiple times. And they kind of unconsciously, you know, just as a reaction, turned their phone over. And it said, you know, missing, blah, blah. And they said, totally spontaneously, and I have to say, like, this is not the first time that this individual has said something that's maybe like, questionably appropriate for this issue. They went, Oh, another white woman, of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the description that they then gave of the environment was they said, I could hear the air molecules whizzing by my ear, right? And I said, but you know what's so interesting? Like, so awkward. if you were in New York, 
in a oh, function yeah. company in New York, that would be like, oh, I hear you, sister. Like, you're yeah, right, know. you know? Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that slight American accent. I hear you, sister. That was bad. What? That was an Irish accent. That was your Irish accent, Rosemary. I hear you, sister. I say yeah. that a lot, do I? Yeah, you do. You say it to me the whole time when I say things, you go, oh, I hear you, sister. And I'm like, don't Shut call up, me sister. sister. Don't call me sister. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute spanner. Anyway, and their whole point was A, that this was a white woman. So like everybody got the Amber Alert, which I mean, I yeah. honestly, I would think we're, I think we're probably reading too much into it, like whatever, you know, but at the same time, I get the point, you know, but to me, it was more the in- interest of like, that the context here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, was that instead of going absolutely dead right and moving on, that there was a sort of a like, oh, it's so politicized yeah, now, yeah, you yeah. know, like, what, yeah. what do you mean? Like, why would that be? And, and they were what immediately is, What has her race got to do with anything? Exactly. And they were immediately like, going, I'm about to get let go. I'm about to, you know, that's it. That's the end of the road for me. And I was like, oh, you know what? I mean, hate to break it to you, but if you've survived however many years in this company, like this is not the first time that you have said something questionable or potentially inappropriate, you know, so they're probably grand, but it was more interesting to me that like contextually how these things can be so differently interpreted. Yeah. 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 Well, actually though, I will say statistically black kids and black women are much less likely to be noted as missing in the same time frame as white women, even now. Trust me. Of course, they're less likely. And also, and also like black mortality, like maternity mortality rates, like you're 77 times more likely to die if you're black than if you're, than if you're white. Like that's just life. I know. And I actually I don't, mean that, I don't mean that's life and it should be okay. But I mean, of course, this no, is America. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's life now. I also read a really horrifying statistic that was like one in four women has been the victim of either a violent or a sexual assault I read the same thing this week and I was like, that is horrendous. But you know what, Rosemary? But I do think that that's I'm not me. finished. Okay, sorry. I'm not finished. Sorry. But something like one in two Native American women. That's terrible. And it's something like 98% men outside of their race. That is absolutely. That are the perpetrators. Yeah, Disgraceful. Now, I hope you can find the statistic to back that up and like show yes, us somewhere. It was, it was in the book, uh, The Firekeeper's Daughter. Absolutely terrible. I mean, honestly, but you know, I also think like when I go, oh my God, who are these one in four people? I go, I am one of those four people. Yeah. That has happened to me, you know, and I dismissed it and I okayed it. And like you said, I normalized it because, because I think I felt like, well, I wasn't totally traumatized by it. Therefore, that's okay. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Let's just go full circle back around to your other piece of news is that you've discovered Emily Henry. Oh, no, no, no. My other piece of news is that now I am now only watching happy things, except I started watching Hoarders, which makes you cry. Oh, no, but Hoarders is like all about the human condition. And it's very... It's a lot of like family support and but like my kids are literally like our sitting room's not bad at all. Look at their sitting room. And I'm like, okay, that's oh, really okay. not like oh, you need to start showing comparison. them the Kardashians because the min the minimal decor in the Kardashians will inspire them to get tidy now. But Rosemary, if I was to remove every book from my house, my house would be relatively minimal. I don't think you're correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd have to remove yes, every I book, am correct. every cushion, am- every blanket. Oh. Do the Kardashians have none of those grand? Sorry, Happily have you not get rid seen of all of those. Kardashians house? Rosemary, I have never watched the Kardashians. Oh, don't be so smug. I was actually just thinking that. I was like, you should watch the Kardashians. That would give us great things to talk about on the show. Oh, well, I was going to watch season one, season three, whatever, season 13, whatever you said, episode one. Season three, episode one on Hulu. Is that the one yeah. you said yeah. I should watch? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, oh, I, I will. Hulu wouldn't work. Yeah, my Hulu wouldn't work. I will watch it. Yeah, I'm actually not um, up to date with it, but I'm, I must get up to date before... And just like that starts next week, because then I'll be oh, consumed I with cannot, that. I cannot wait. <laughs> I will watch that. Um, but what were we talking about before that? We were talking about the normalization of sexual assault, Beatrice. No, no. Emily Henry. That. Sorry, Emily Henry. Oh, yeah. So I started watching all rom-coms. So I started watching. That's what I was saying when you cut me off. Sweet Magnolias season two that I never watched. I started watching it again. I'm dying for Virgin River season five, even though I think your man Jackson. Season five. Literally. Yeah. We, at the end of season four, we are in exactly the same place as we were at the start of season one. And John one still hasn't had her twins. No, we're not. We now believe that Jack is, even though your man is positioned as a much more like loving, great, you know, partner, he's actually a misogynistic, controlling oh, maniac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, and his PTSD like, is really used as a, oh, like a shroud for his being a as, dick. As an excuse. Mm-hmm, and I have to say, like, mm-hmm. my therapist this week told me that I was talking about, so she goes, you know what, Beatrice? She goes, these issues that people have, I think she may have been talking about me, but like, we'll move on. She goes, these are not excuses for poor behavior. People own their behavior. She goes, the issues are the issues. Poor behavior is poor behavior. I'm always and saying you that have to the to boys. Be... Yeah. Well, I just got a hilarious text from my friend Lily, who I told needed to watch Jewish matchmaking. And she just messaged me <laughs> earlier on about three o'clock. She said, I'm going to start watching Jewish matchmaking. And now she messaged, not his type physically, 
this woman, capital letters, is Gal Gadot. I know. And he, know. that guy, what was his name again? He was the worst. The guy living with his parents. Yeah. But you're Beatrice. And she goes, sorry. I'm sorry, but he does not deserve to be paired with anyone. Oh, Rosemary. He doesn't. I, um, do you know what the best part of Jewish matchmaking is? It's not the actual viewing, although that was incredibly satisfying. It's the fact that you then spent at least eight hours watching it and texting me. And clearly Lily is about to do the same thing. And the enjoyment that I derive from the texts that I received could you please, is could on you, a par. Okay, I'm going to start a group chat with me, you and Lily in about two oh, seconds. We get off the do call because I wish do to talk it. about this as well. But I was just going to say, Beatrice, that, that bit in Jewish matchmaking really reminded me of, now in three weeks' time, people can buy my book, This Is Not About You, and hear all about this. But my ex-boyfriend, who was the skydiver, who, remember, um, like seemed really judgmental of me for living with my parents, even though he also lived with his parents. But he was basically like, well, I got laid off, so I have to live with my parents, but you have a job, so you're just pathetic. Let's actually, let's listen. Let's let's wrap it up now, because we finished our on Nucht. But I want to finish off by telling everybody about the text exchange we had with our parents last night. Well, with one of oh, our parents. I can't. I can't, Rosemary. I, I was so confused. So we have a family group chat. I mean, who who among us doesn't, right? And yeah. uh, mom sends a text to the family group chat last night at like, it was 1am Irish time, so it was 8pm our time. And it just says... It was later than that because I'd already tried I'd already tried to call her and I tried to call dad and I tried to call... I'd already tried a group chat no, and everybody had ignored it, me. No, it wasn't later than that because she literally said in the text, Philip exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark where are you it's 1 a.m that was what her text said thoroughly confused and Beatrice texts me going what's wrong with mom (laughs) she losing it like and I was like no no this is her way of saying Philip why haven't you come to bed but she can't shout loud enough to like for it to travel down the hall and through the two doors into him in the in the living room but I don't understand why she couldn't text him on the singular text channel that is Philip and Claire's. So he claims that he doesn't, his WhatsApps don't alert him except for in the fam. She doesn't seem to oh. understand that she can just send him actual texts. And he also, his phone goes into, I don't know why now, it goes into do not disturb at midnight because he doesn't go to bed till about two every night. So oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Rosemary. She... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but she claims that she cannot alert him. She could stand up and walk the 14 yards down to the sitting room. Uh, You wouldn't want to get out of bed, though. I get it. Like, I get it wanting to send someone a text and get their attention and not get out of cozy I understand that, too. But if you need to do it in a group context, like, I was so alarmed. I was like, Dad must be dead. Yeah, I was quite alarmed, too. And then, so then Beatrice, like, group chats us. Poor mom in the pitch black bedroom. As you're going, get up there, mom, and check on dad. (laughs) I group, I group called. Oh, sorry. I yeah, yeah, called. yeah, yeah. You group called us and poor mom couldn't, couldn't, Beatrice, how could she get out of bed? She couldn't even find the light switch, apparently. Rosemary, nobody answered the call. You then texted, I then, I then messaged you separately. Why are you not answering? Because you'd been texting me two seconds prior. You were like, I'm on the loose. So like, next thing you know, I find myself <laughs> on a group call with only you on the loo. And the two people who are not on the loo and one is in their bed who has been texting us one second prior is refusing to answer the phone but and the then she finally did us. she finally did join in dad never did because he had his phone on do not disturb and the moral of the story is he was fine he was fine but it was like <laughs> he was fine it was like a calamity so of errors worried. for a while i was so worried sure Beatrice, every time they don't answer my texts for a day or like like i'll, I'll call mom and i don't get through to her i'm like okay fine her her phone's like two inches away from her and she's like i didn't get to it in time I'll call dad, but then he doesn't answer. And I'm like, oh my God, where are they? What's going on? Send them texts. Where are they? And and then they're just like, oh, we were at such and such's house having dinner. You're like, you know, you you can text someone. 
You know, Rosemary, the problem is their social lives are genuinely very chock a block, way more active than ours. I mean, and like part, well, no, genuinely. And part of the problem is that, like, I'll text mom and she will ignore me, and dad will answer, but dad will go, Oh, your mother's ignoring us, your mother's ignoring us all. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're dead. Because of that time when I got the phone call from the hospital, I called her and it was like the phone call from the hospital. So, like, I'm just constantly, I mean, someday it will be the case. I mean, did you have to go there? I was just about to say, on the point of their having better social lives than us, I was going to say, to be fair, Andrew Tate under house arrest has a better social life than me. Rosemary, it's going in my book at some point, you know? Like, there has to be, there have to be some tears. You don't like a book unless, unless there are tears. No, no, that's not true. It's just I can find tears in any book. Oh, well, somebody's going to have to die in my book, and, like, if it's not my parents, it's going to be you. Oh, I have to say, though, back to Emily Henry to come full circle before we wrap up the episode. It's not going to be me, you bitch. I, I have to live for my son now. Back to Emily Henry. I didn't cry at Beach Read, even though it was quite sad with her dad dying and everything. That's They're not a spoiler. They're all pretty similar now. Which one was that, Beach Read? That was, was that the, the one, one where, where they, they move in next door to each other and they yeah, hang out each other's porches? stupid where, like, the dad dies and leaves her a letter and she doesn't open it. Like, oh, who? I, I just can't I relate cried. to these people. Well, I tell you, like, I can... I I can relate because it was like about page 289 100 pages could happily be edited out of each one of these books about page 189 I was like what letter I clearly was skimming through the first no, five chapters no to be fair you weren't skimming you were texting me going I'm trying to read this book and these kids won't leave me alone oh yeah it's like there wasn't your well, thought well I did cry when I was like Emily it's 1975 and you're four years old oh that was blonde cute blonde hair oh I cried for all of that I didn't cry but I did like my throat got a bit constricted that oh point. to be clear i cried while i was making toasted cheese sandwiches because i was reading it while i was making dinner that, that is. is true multitasking yeah mm-hmm. a, a long list of things you can do at the one time watch your phone go from five percent to two percent make grilled cheese read a book and cry <laughs> i don't watch my phone if it went from five percent to two percent i was watching it i hope i would at least think about getting a charger my phone just drains while i'm not paying attention you're right. Do you remember dad once told me that he didn't know what I was doing with my iPhone because he was like, my iPhone battery lasts me a week. <laughs> of course it does because you're only interacting with non-existent vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and like on your laptop, to be clear. Yeah. If you haven't already, you can sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister for $5 a month and you get an extra episode each and every Friday and they're usually more succinct than this one, I would say. Oh, I thought this was very succinct, just like a vampire. Succinct. I see what you did there, just like a vampire on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it? Mm-hmm. Synced. Yeah, got it, Rosemary. Oh, right. Well, you just didn't look like you got it. You looked really confused. <sighs> Maybe it's just your sty. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll be back. Well, if you're on our Patreon, we'll be back on Friday. And if you're not on our Patreon, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland who also wrote our theme tune and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen Small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat, rounded, textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.